Blog Talk Radio. G's on the podcast. OPB, midweek in full effect. Welcome, everybody, on this lovely Wednesday evening in Houston, Texas. Oh, yeah, I'm back from a long weekend and midweek. A lot of tequila shots, a lot of frozen mojitos, some new thing called uh, mini beers. Um I don't know what the hell it is. I just know one day I woke up, I have a big-ass bruise on my goddamn rib cage, rib sore as hell. I don't know what happened, but that's life in Cabo, Mexico. But I'm so excited to be back with the Outsiders Boxing Podcast midweek show. You know, this is a show where we'll break down the upcoming fights, make our picks, and talk about some of the foolery that's been going down in boxing since the last show, which is which was Sunday. Uh, hope everybody had a great week. Hope your hump day was satisfactory because we've got a good, good fight coming up on Saturday. Lomachenko versus Linares. Will it be special? Who knows? Is it two big-name boxers? Yes. Uh, two two big-name boxers that are, you know, that, had a, that could have had a lot of complications in making the fight happen, but made it happen? Yes. You know. Loma, is Lomachenko finally stepping up? Maybe. You know, he ain't fighting Salido, but he's stepping up, you know, and wait, going up to lightweight to fight Lenoris. You know, we also got my man Saddam Ali in action, WBO super welterweight champion, fighting some guy, undefeated guy, you know. Uh, We're also going to be talking a little bit about this Adrian Broner, Hank Davis versus Mayweather. Are they kissing fiasco that's going on, and also get our guys thoughts on Eddie Hearn and his big announcement about some kind of streaming site, another streaming site or something. I don't know if that's big or not. He seems to think it's big, and a lot of people seem to think it's big, but got a lot of boxing to cover this Wednesday, and uh, before we get into it, got to take it to my man. Cali's finest. 
Central Valley, California, Central Valley, California's own RC. RC, what's popping today, man? Yo, what's happening, man? Uh, glad to see you all settled back in from your your trip in uh, Cabo and all that. Glad you had a good time. Uh, I'm just chilling, man. We got back from the gym a little while ago. Turn on this Boston Philly game. See what's going on with that. And uh, just kicking out the crib, man. After what is going game. on? Um, uh, so far, it's uh, Boston's up seventy-eight to seventy-four with two minutes and some change in the third. So um, it looked like Philly's getting humbled right now after all the mess they've been talking. But ain't, ain't no telling what could happen, man. Philly could catch fire. So we'll see how this one's going. Hopefully they stretch it out though. That way LeBron James get a little bit more rest. You know, get some more of that vibranium and all that while he's kicking back, seeing who he's gonna play. I hope it stretches seven games. I don't care if Philly wins. But um, no, nah, that's the whole besides the point, man. I'm just uh, kicking it after a long week. You know, got some rest yesterday. Took my ass to sleep about 10.30. It was the earliest I went to sleep in the last couple months, man. So I kind of woke up a little extra energized today. And, um, yeah, man, just just getting through it out here. It's hot, man. I, I don't know what it's like in Texas, but it's getting hot out here in Cali already, man. I, I can't stand this shit, man. I hate this summertime heat that's going to be coming out here. In the San Joaquin Valley, man, we'd be hitting triple digits, man, and, and that shit just ain't cool, man. I'm going to be tan as fuck in the next month here or so. And I can't stand it, man. I want winter time to come back already. But, hey, man, we're going to get through it and have some pool parties and all that shit like that. So there is some good that come with it, I guess. No, definitely. Uh, it was. I think it, it started to get a little hot out here. You know, I just got in today. And I got in this evening, so it really wasn't that hot. But it said 90 degrees, so it's coming. It's creeping. You know, I'm outside now. I've been out here for about 10 minutes. I haven't been killed by the mosquitoes yet, so that's a good thing. Um, but, yeah, man, the heat is coming. But, you know, they say the black of the berry, the sweet of the juice, man, so you should suck them rays in, man, and go that, you know, you know, and, and uh, make it pop. But uh, <laughs> let's go ahead and start talking some boxing, man. Uh, yeah, first, shout yeah, out yeah. to my guy. Uh, my guys, Rockets, you know, making it to the Western Conference Finals to fight those uh, oh, yeah. the Chumps out there, you know, on your coast, the light-skinned bandits and the nappy-hair assassins. <laughs> but we're going to do what we have to do. I'm glad uh, I'm glad Harden stunk it up last uh, last night. So hopefully we won't see that again for another six to seven games, and hopefully by that time it will be over. But uh, let's get to the fight, man. Um, big fight this weekend. Like I said, for the, I think it's the WBA lightweight championship of the world. Um, what is it called? Junior lightweight champion uh, Lomachenko coming up. Says he wants to feel like Rigondeaux did. He wants to show the world that five pounds, isn't that big of a deal? He's talking a lot of noise. Lenares is too. Um, Lomachenko, considered by some, considered by many. I don't know if it's most, but considered by many as the top pound-for-pound boxer in the game, you know, at only 10-1. and one. Um, Stopping guys like Rigondeaux, Sosa, Walters, uh, there's a lot of RTDs. When you look down his list, there's a lot of 
fucking RTDs on this motherfucker. So that means he's putting in work, man. Name of this show is uh, OBP Midweek. No more, no mas. Por favor. So let's let you know what I'm thinking. <laughs> Lenares, I think Lenares, you know, I ain't going to lie. I am a hater of Lomachenko. Mostly his fans. Just I'm not a hater of Lomachenko. I enjoy his fights. I enjoy watching his science. I enjoy watching what he does. But I don't like his fans. You know, I don't like the hype that he gets. You know, but I know that has nothing to do with him. It ain't his fault. You know, so I'm not really hating on him. But I would love to see him get his ass whooped. Is Lenaris the guy to do it? I don't know, man. You know, Rigandau, we thought he could do it. RTD. We thought Walters had a chance. RTD. The only guy, the only red on his boxing record. Yeah, the only, uh, the only, the only red on this box rec record is Salido, the OG. He ain't fighting Salido. Linares, although, although I do believe, no, never mind. Linares, a guy who could box, a guy who's a, a supreme boxer, a guy that can throw blows. You know, he's uh, a little over fifty percent knockout rate. No, a little more than fifty percent. Yeah, maybe about sixty percent knockout rate. So he got he got a little juice, but. Those three L's he's taken <clears throat> have been sleeperonies. And will this be, I hope and I pray, that this is not Lomachenko's time to go up a weight class and knock out a fucking champion. I hope Linares has that in him where he at least fights the whole 12 rounds um, and doesn't get knocked out, uses his long jab, using the skills. He has skills. But as as I'm sad, as I'm sadly hating to admit, his skills aren't Lomachenko's skills. Lomachenko is the real deal. But I see Lenard being a taller, bigger guy. Maybe, maybe be able to get a couple rounds. A lot of people are saying sweep. KO, I'm seeing none of that. I'm hoping for none of that, man. Hopefully, Lenars can stay away for a couple of rounds, jab him, get him off, get him off of him for a little bit until until he can't anymore. There is a game plan for him to win, and that's using his jab and his boxing skills. But the speed and skill of Lomachenko, things gonna catch up with him eventually. But I mean, it's a good fight, RC. You know, are you excited? How do you feeling about this? Uh, it came up. Really, nobody was really talking about it, and that, I don't think that's a good thing. I think that means everybody believes that Lomo is probably going to whoop his ass. But it wasn't that big until now. It's you know this week is it's front page news. It was sort of under the under the radar for a little bit, but it's here. Are you excited, man? How are you feeling? Give us a little rundown on the fight. Um. Well, I mean, I always seen that. You know, Lenar has had a, a chance in this fight. I didn't think it was going to be um, 
so lopsided as I've seen on some boxing forums, including the OTG page where I, uh, I forget the gentleman's name who said that, you know, predicting on this fight that Lenars wouldn't win a single round. I give him a little bit more of a shot than that. <laughs> you know, I think he's got about a 35% chance in this fight to make something happen. Um, one thing I wanted to look into when when I was uh, doing my homework on Lenars was his uh, residency because I know that he's, um, you know, he's from Valenzuela, but he's residing in Tokyo, Japan right now. So pretty sure he might not be in the uh, uh, financial fluctuation as, as one Gamble Rig and Dow being um, from from Cueva and um, and my man Nicholas Walters, um, probably not in the most financial state to why we got the, you know, eyebrow raised up about briefcases from fighters who had owed and expected to be in such great fights to but to quit against Lomachenko when really not suffering much damage. And mentioned on numerous occasions when Nicholas Walters quit, he looked like he was a fan of Lomachenko afterwards. Like, if you know, thank you for this money, the briefcase you guys sent me at my doorstep. You could take this win, but I'll take my ass home and I'll enjoy it for a very long time. And um, Yama Rigandau was a little guy in there with him. Never to he be seen again. Never to be seen again. They have no kind of. Um, I, I'm not going to say it's, it's a. Um, where you come from kind of thing, even though that might be true because I'm pretty sure, you know, American fighters, um, and Mexican warrior fighters, when they um, lose a fight and they actually love and care about the sport and wanted to win a fight, that they would try to get back in the ring ASAP, get that W under their belt and try to get back and avenge that L, especially being an O. Like, fighters should care so much about that O. When you let it go, you want to get it back. You know what I mean? Um uh, a perfect example, Adrian Broner, you know, he he, he, want, he he says that if Mike Donna never retired, he wants that rematch. He said he wants a rematch with Porter. He said he wants a rematch with Mikey Garcia. Now, whether he's really about that or not, he's saying that he wants that back. And we haven't heard anything from Nicholas Walters or Gamal Rigondeaux. The guys must have disappeared with some pretty heavy briefcases if you look at uh, a little bit deeper into it instead of thinking that we're just talking crazy. But, you know, when you look at Jorge Linares, um, he, he's been on a roll, man. He hasn't suffered no L's since 2012, which was the Sergio Thompson in 2011, Antonio DeMarco, which ain't too bad, man, when you, you, you realize about the work that he's put in um, in the last six years to get up into this point. And it seems like he's never been afraid of Lomachenko uh, going back to February 7th of this year where he's, you know, posting a picture with his strap, his shrine in the back, got a contract on the table, phone in his hand, looking confused, like, where you at, Lomachenko? Still waiting for the phone call, quote-unquote. So, um, Lenar, it, it seems like he's ready. You know what I mean? Um, they've had a – we know that, that Lomachenko doesn't get in verbal-type deals like that, but, you know, King Jorge and then uh, Lomachenko talking about, you know, not to call yourself King, which I, I, I kind of – uh, uh, um, you could, it's something that you can piggyback on. It's not like they're going to have the most biggest shit-talking battle going for it, but for a guy who's so uh, vanilla and, and short with his words like Lomachenko, because when you hear the guy speak English, he's not really anybody that's going to be of an intimidation factor, but a guy like Lomachenko, um, I, I get it. I get why a lot of boxing fans 
you know, call him the Matrix and think he lives in the Matrix and thinks he's so good, it's 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 easy to see why he's been uh, on this pedestal and are not. I wouldn't say arguably, understandably. So I would just say I can I see why people actually think he's pound for pound number one when the dude only has so much wins on his victory. He hasn't been in no 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 bouts like uh, Bud Crawford battle testing type shit like that. You know, he, he did lose a fight to um, the OG, you know, Solito. And, and I mean, um, that's not the, the biggest type of comp. So um, we'll, we'll have to see what he looks like moving forward, uh, especially if he wants to get up in those ranks with a guy like Mikey Garcia. Uh, don't see that looking good for him. And um, he, he's just a, a company-made fighter. And, that's not necessarily um, a bad thing because he does have talent. Like we said, he's not just some complete bum who's getting put in, in, in perfect situations for fights and dudes getting sent off a briefcase. He definitely has talent, but uh, we just want to see him prove that talent and, and show what he can do. He looks good when he's in the, um, you know, doing his little spin with an elbow on the speed bag and shit like that. Um, but that's not something that you would call skills. Some people do call that shit kind of skills when you see those guys working the heavy bag and stuff like that. But it's all just hand-eye coordination type of routines you do, no more different than what basketball players, football players do in drills. Uh, skills show when you're faced with, you know, a certain level of adversity and things like that. And um, I've seen Lomachenko be mentally weak when he was in a fight with Toledo, and, and, and Toledo is not no damn, you know, elite fighter in himself, but you know, I can see he he, gets, he passes a lot of eye tests for people. I think earlier today he was, you know, um, punching a bean bag, you know, up in the air. The, the little the bags that people play like haggy sack with, but they kind of look like a referee uh, uh, penalty flag, some shit like that. So you know, it's just like Amir Khan when he's playing, um, when he's hitting the little empty water bottle and uh, flicking it back and forth with his knuckles and shit like that. So it, it, you get you get people talking when you do shit like that, but. Um, I don't want to make it sound completely like Kate because I'm not a, a, a big fan of Lomachenko. Um, if he was in some blood and guts wars and kind of earning this respect, yeah, who wouldn't like him, even if you have anything against a certain type of race or whatever. But um, it, just when I, I've expected to be pumped up for big fights for Lomachenko, like with Walters and like with Rigondeaux, I, I was just let down and let down with suspicion instead of conviction. Um, I think that's what kind of holds me back a little bit on somewhat of this fight, and I've never really been super big on Lenars, but I do respect his work. So um, I'm hoping that he comes in here. I know he has um, some issues with his trainer and involved and all that, but um, uh, hopefully he can get it together, come up with a good game plan, and at least put up a fight to where you think that if the guy lost, he legitimately lost instead of, wow, why did he quit like that? And instead of this marketing bullshit that we hear about, no Moschenko, because, um, you know, some people are suck the, 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 the casual fan base is sucking it up, man. Everyone's like, yo, you, 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 people talk like, have you heard of the Lomachenko? This guy lives in the Matrix. I'm like, man, this is YouTube against Toledo. See what's up with that. Um, but if it's a blood and guts fight and he can uh, actually do what he needs to do and looks great at doing it, yeah, he gets full credit, 100%. Um, I, I definitely got Lomachenko in this fight because the track record uh, speaks for itself. And um, I will be pulling for Lenars. 
but uh, the head pick would be with Vasily Lomachenko. And one would want to say it's going to go to the cards, but I just don't think it's going to go to the cards. Um, I could see Lomachenko probably continuing this Nomachenko with around the eighth to ninth round. So if he lasts longer than that and even gets stopped in, say, the 10th, 11th, or 12th, I'll be impressed. So hopefully he could um, um, put some stuff together because Lomachenko doesn't have the best of defense, you know. He's been in there with bums and, and, and taking some lumps. So if you could land something flush in there, you definitely have a chance. The guy's not untouchable. The guy's not invincible. You know, the whole top three pound-for-pounders of Asai because it's, I mean, <laughs> it, it's, it's, it's quite frank on who, who should be really up there and who – it's kind of just giving up there, you know. Um, some guys get shortchanged, and that's just the way the game goes. That's why the pound for pound this is mythical. So um, good luck to Lenares tomorrow or um, on Saturday, excuse me. But um, I'm rolling with Lomachenko on this one until I get proven otherwise or until this guy moves up and waits and takes on one Mikey Garcia, if possible. Until then, he's the man in the weight division. He's the – "Quote unquote cash cow for Bob Merriam and top ranked promotions right there next to Bud Crawford. Two guys at the top, you know they're gonna take care of him, really. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. But want to keep this in mind that he Lenaris had two two fights on his plate. One was against Lomachenko, which he accepted, which probably was for uh, for more money, of course." But there was also another guy that he decided he wasn't he didn't want to fight. And that's uh my man Mikey Garcia. So I feel Lenares thinks he can win this fight. Uh so I don't think if he happens to quit and we see another R T D then maybe maybe these guys didn't cheat. Maybe they didn't take the bag. Maybe Walters was so humiliated that he never fought again. Maybe Lomachenko was just old and too small, and he couldn't handle it. Three, third time's the charm. If it happens again, I'm going to give this man his credit for all fights and say that he is the top pound-for-pound pound boxer as of that Saturday night. If it happens you know, again, Crawford, the guy just quits like – I mean, you're not going to be suspicious a little bit if he quits, like, the same way those other two nah. did? Like, kind of, I mean. Nah, this this guy's in his prime. This guy's got chips. This guy's a three-pound, a three-division three uh, champion. Uh, so, you know, if he does, he does. Because you know what's give next. credit third time. You know what's next for Lomachenko if he wins this fight and if Pacquiao wins this fight? That's what they plan on doing, man. So, uh, I don't know hey. how big of a fight that's going to be, but. I don't know if Manny Pacquiao got quitting him like the the first two that we've seen. I don't know, man. Pacquiao, Pacquiao might be able to do something. If Pacquiao gets on this science, he might be able to do something to Lomachenko. So we'll see. We get that old Pacquiao. That's when you now we you know now I want that old Pacquiao back. Bring the old Pacquiao back with the acne and the KO power. He sleeps. Pacquiao or acne? Hey, he sleeps that little dude. So. You know, that's what I want to see. <laughs> I hope Lenares does it, man. You know, but my prediction yeah. will be: this is what I'm gonna predict. This one, I'm, I'm, this is what I'm gonna predict. 
right here. My pick will be unanimous decision for Lomachenko. Lenars cannot go to sleep. Please don't go to sleep and don't quit. Don't get beat up. Don't even get bloody. He ain't even hitting hard. Like, I don't even understand it. Lenars is not a hoe. He's out there in Tokyo look, uh, doing, uh, watching uh, Bukaki and all that. He's probably getting, yeah. probably got yeah. the, the living the life. He don't need that extra money, man. He, I think he's going to do it. Well, when I say do it, that's just me survive. I have Lomo winning. I think my man can win at least three to four rounds. But I would be surprised. But I would be surprised if he wins the fight, but I think he can win the fight. It's not like he can't. He's the bigger, longer, he's fast, he's got some pop, he's not a sucker, and he's out here trying he, you know, he ain't an old guy and he ain't a Jamaican. He's out here trying to fight. So, <laughs> you know. So we're going to yeah. see what's up. I'm picking uh, – I'm picking Lomachenko, unanimous decision. Uh, but I can see it going all different ways. But I just don't want to see this guy lose or quit, man. So what was your pick, RC? You gave a – you said knockout, I believe. Um, I, I mean, the, yeah, the reason I say it, I, I mean, because Lenars, he tends to get offensive at times for his own – for the worst of his own self, man. And his chin's questionable. It's, he's still a little bit chinny, man. Um, and I mean, I wouldn't really have that kind of worry with anybody else other than a guy like Lomachenko. I just think Lomachenko puts a lot of punches together in short distances that other people don't put together. So when he hits you good with something, he follows up with something pretty good right after. So, and I think just a a, a little bit of that accumulation is going to be what's going to be the turning point of this fight. I don't think he's going to sleep, but I think that he will get stopped and. And I mean, um, I, I I see it happening somewhere in the seven to eight round range. But if he goes past that, and even if he does get stopped past that, I give him credit because um, if Lomachenko is as good as everybody thinks he is, which you know is the the whole persona behind the guy, Lomachenko, um, whatever, whatever, then hey, you know it is what it is. But I'm still not a hundred percent sold on on Lomachenko on. You know, he was um, a bully in the Olympics because those guys, they stay in the Olympics far too long. So almost like seniors in college, um, college basketball for an American uh, analogy. Um, because, you know, I remember when he went in, was in the Olympics against my boy out here in the San Joaquin Valley against Jose Ramirez. And Jose Ramirez um, really looking forward to trying to get his name on that list of a fight with Lomachenko if possible because, you know, he felt that he got shortchanged in a fight that he did pretty well in against Lomachenko when he was a 17-year-old kid. And, you know, Lomachenko was damn near a grown man. So um, there's little things you could look at with Lomachenko and say that, you know, he's got a lot of these accolades that, mm, if you dig a little deeper into it, but I, I'm not just I'm not, just not trying to sound like a hater, um, even though I'm not a fan of the guy. You know, I do respect Lomachenko's career, and I, 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 I um, am glad for guys like Lomachenko in boxing that kind of push the, um, the, the sport into outside of just hardcore boxing fans into the casual boxing fans who see this guy on ESPN and make him look good. You know, it's, it's good for the sport. If anybody is good for the sport, that's kind of why I look at Canelo in a certain way, even though I have my certain feelings for him. You know, him 
if he was able to fight on single to mile, would have been good for the sport because, you know, like I used the analogy of leaving the locker room in that type of way, I just see that, that same thing for a guy like Lomachenko. So um, I'm not trying to sound like a complete hater on the guy, but I just want to see him um, actually be in some sort of blood and guts fight and kind of prove it where he has to face some sort of adversity because we've seen him face adversity once before and he came up with a short end of the stick on a guy who you could probably question being a C-plus fighter to a level B-minus. And um, no disrespect to Salito, but call a spade a spade. Um, so hopefully he looks he looks good and gets a legitimate win. I just don't want to see none of this dude quitting fights when they don't even have a mark on their face. So um, like we mentioned, and which was one of the reasons why I looked into uh, first part of research was outside of boxing and was going to where my man's residency was. And um, Tokyo, Japan, I don't think he's really going to be hurting for money like that. It takes so briefcase so quickly. And, um, yeah, but, but, but the whole narrative of this whole fight is they going towards the bigger picture. Manny Pacquiao is a guy who hasn't taken care of money. And uh, old Manny, uh, Acneal, could probably put some work on the Nars, but as we know, Pacquiao has been having a lot of problems when it comes to financial stability. So we might be in the in the works for um, a, a big push in the near future for for Vasil Lomachenko, and he might be on a bigger pedestal in the next year or two than he is right now. So just get ready for it, folks, because we, we might be talking about this Matrix stuff for a long time. Man, you know, I can't hate it if it does happen or if it doesn't, man. Uh, but I think it should be a good fight while it lasts. Uh, and we'll see what we got, man. We'll, uh, I'll look up to see what the undercards are uh, while we're talking about another fight, another championship bout. Niggas out here ain't talking about not giving respect to a fucking American boxer, a nigga that fought for the country. A fucking champion. Uh-oh. We talking about the real deal. My man Saddam Ali. Come on now. He's, he's oh, fighting. Man. You know, he, he just came out. He just came out. Dropped your boy. <laughs> you know. He was and, hurt. He had a torn body. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How dare you? Hey. Dropped your boy. And he's feeling like he's on top of the world, man. He's about to fight this undefeated uh, Mexican cat. Let me pull it up. Mag Magui. I don't even know how to say that. Mungau. Mungawi. I don't know. Uh, this guy yeah. looks like he's just been. You know how to say it, man. You're Hispanic. No, I was just oh. I was just making fun of the, the world kid right now because he's fresh fish on a lot. As Damon from Next Friday used to say about when Money Mike was in the bathroom, because he's the weakest of the middleweight champions, and he's about to get his ass cooked after this fight. But I don't want to say this sound like no haters, so we'll go ahead and talk about your boy, because I know you guys got pictures yeah, yeah, yeah. and stuff like that. So. Hey man, we're talking about you know a guy that just had that just had a bad night against Jesse Vargas. Dog, he was thinking, hey. This guy, you know, he just had a bad night, man, and and we all have a bad night. That's why I'm not saying he's top ten, but or he's great, anything like that. You say he de- he deserves 
fucking respect from the American boxing fans. You know what I'm saying? My man's out here doing his thing. Got a fight. I don't even know what he's fighting on. Might be fighting on ESPN. Um, but he's not getting. Nobody's yeah, talking about it. Nobody's talking about it at all. Um, but I want to see this man. And you know the and you know the uh, ESPN shows if that's what it's on. Uh, did you say it was? Yeah. I know your boy Ishay Smith's fighting. It's on. No, it's on HBO. So it'll be. Oh yeah, I, I'm tripping. Hey. My bad, Saddam. I know you headlining fights now. I'm tripping. I'm talking about ESPN. <laughs> Ali is man, an HBO fighter, <laughs> as as we see right now, man. Hey, hey like you know who's the ESPN fighter? <laughs> Lomachenko. That's how it is. So Lomachenko's going to be in there on ESPN. He's going to be on ESPN Plus. Fighting at, at, at 5 p.m. So we'll be able to catch Ali on the late night when boxing is supposed to go down, man. But, uh, you know, I this know guy. Gets more views. Oh, I, I don't know. I have no idea. Well, we know because nobody's giving him res- the respect that he needs, you know. Just because he's a, uh, a uh, what is he, a Middle Eastern American, an Arab American, I don't think, I think people are hating on him, though. You know, and he's from New York, so he got the good edge with the parts and everything. Hey, he probably raps. You know, he looks like he could be your cousin almost, R.C., you know, he needs to. He might need to. He might need to change his name to something. He might need to try to. I don't know what he needs to do. Act like he's Puerto Rican. He would get more love, man. Saddam Ali is the ex. Is has some good skills out there. He knows what he's doing. He should, he demands respect. And this guy, Jamie Mungui, I don't know how to say this guy's name. Mexican guy, Mungui, Mungui. I don't know. He hasn't really fought anybody. He's been fighting bums. In the last couple of years, the, he's fighting guys with 24 losses, 21 losses, 6, 6, 11. So be looking for him to go to sleep. And uh, and that's what we'll see, man. Looking for the fifth-round KO. You know, this guy's a Mexican, so I'll give him, you know, I've never seen him fight, so I'm going to give him five rounds, you know, show a little toughness. He's been going through the scene coming up. So we're gonna see what's up, man. But uh, I'm thinking fifth round KO by my man Saddam Ali. Yeah, I mean, what you think? Yeah, you know, yeah, probably. You know, uh, yeah. I mean, it, it, it's hard for me to give much credit to. Uh, Saddam Ali because he beat up he got you guys. He had a torn bicep. Yeah. He had a torn bicep. He's an old man going on his on his on his on his, on his farewell tour. Look at Kobe's last game in his Phil War tour against Utah. The guy 60 shot point. what? 60 what point. Kobe's put up like eight. What did he shoot like eighty times that game? Like, come on, man. But sixty. He, he, I don't, oh yeah, that's and they won. Shot that. Yeah, that fucking ball hog. He's a ball hog. Would you rather play? And they won. I wouldn't want to play with Kobe, I'll tell you that much. But anyway, that's besides the point. Saddam exactly. Ali, look, man, you can say he's had a bad night against a guy like Jesse Vargas who don't really have too many knockouts, and he just got his ass pummeled by Adrian Broner not too long ago. Well, yeah, I don't know. Um, Saddam Ali, once he gets in there with some real competition, because, you know, just just keeping it real, be real, you know, the guy he's facing right now, 
Jamie Magoya, whatever this Mexican dude is. I, I haven't seen him fight. I'm not going to try and act like I've seen him fight before. So um, uh, for whatever reason it is, but that's probably the reason behind the fact that this fight is not being publicized and talked about so much so as it is because it, it just shouldn't be. Um, you know, Saddam Ali, he's got that, that big win over Miguel Cotto, and um, he, he's going to be in a, uh, another fight, I guess, if you want to talk about being the headline. I mean, who the fuck want to go for a headline like that? But, um, <laughs> you know, uh, the guy he's going against, he's, he's probably fought a lot of the, 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 the guys that are in and out the bars in Mexico. Um, and and, uh, and, and uh, Tijuana, of all the places, talk about one of the most ratchet, trash can areas in all of the globe. And I'm talking about compared to third world countries, Tijuana, California. I've been there. It's really, I mean, you see a lot, and I mean a lot of Los Angeles Lakers out there, meaning trash. So um, I wouldn't be surprised if Ali looks good in this fight. He's not stopping nobody. He ain't going to win by stopping. I promise you this, ladies and gentlemen. He ain't going to stop nobody. This one's going to go to the cards because Saddam Ali is not that guy. And this Mexican cab driver will take him to the distance, and he's going to get back on the job as soon as he leaves. As soon as he walks out that ring, he's putting his cab's hat on and get back in that in that car and, and driving people around. So Saddam Ali, get this one out the way. Stay away from the real killers because the last person we're going to hear about anybody unifying with is going to be Saddam Ali. I promise you that. Saddam Ali ain't trying to unify with nobody because you know who, who's over there? You know who's over there? There's some killers over there. So um, Saddam Ali, even though I have my feelings about you, hopefully you get yourself a good win. And um, I expect him to get a win and expect nothing less. I don't want to see him take a lot of punishment in that fight, even though I wouldn't be mad at it. But given that the level that he's on right now, kind of put up, put on right now because of the win over Miguel Cotto, he uh, can't look like shit. So hopefully, the um, you know, hopefully Jamie Mongoya is uh, uh, going to tear a bicep similar to Miguel Cotto. And then Saddam Ali looks like the world beater, world kid that he looked like last time against Miguel Cotto. <laughs> but uh, the world, yeah, uh, I'm the world kid, on. man. Yeah, yeah, hey, hey, the world kid. We want to see see what my man's doing. Um, also fighting, I think fighting Friday is uh, who did I say was fighting? Ishay Smith. I think he's fighting on. Uh, I don't know what the hell he's fighting on, but he's fighting. Isha Smith yeah, fighting Harrison. I, Harrison is uh, uh, you know, he got beat up by her, and I think like, I think Willie Nelson. Jr. He's a guy. He he looks he looks well, bully, like he should be better. So. Yeah, but Willie Nelson. I think he wants to like what's my man's name? Willie J- Willie Nelson, right? Little skinny guy. That's not really that good. Uh. About Billy yeah, I think Monroe. he lost it, Willie. No, nah, no, nah, these are little dudes. Hold on, hold on, hold on. What's my man saying? Harrison Boxer. Willie, uh... It's funny that you brought up Ishae Smith 
because uh, the gentleman that just got knocked the fuck out by Triple G, that was his last win was against Issei Smith. And little funny tidbit for just to throw a jab at Houston, Texas, Jamel Charlo went the distance with uh, Vadas Mariotin that we forgot to bring up. And uh, people talking about rematch. Can we get a rematch with Vadas Mariotin against Jermel Charlo? Since he's talking all big and bad on that coke, supposedly, allegedly. But I just wanted to put that one out there since you brought up Ishe Smith, since that was Vadas Mariotin's last victory 900 and some odd days ago. And uh, all of a sudden, since he got knocked out by Triple G, a little bit of ghost coming out the closet talking about a uh, possible rematch with Jamel Charlo and uh, Vinas Mariotin, which I don't know where that came from, but it's out there, though, Willie. Yeah, yeah, we don't give a fuck about that. Mariotin got his ass whooped. Uh, it is. Lines on me. I mean, lines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever, man. <laughs> I, I, I don't participate in any of that uh, nonsense, that hate right there. These boys want their ass <laughs> work. That's fine, man. Well, they don't even need to pay that any mind. No rematch. But uh, yeah, Ishe Smith's fighting uh, fighting Tony Harrison. Yeah, Tony Harrison and lost to uh, yeah Hurd and uh, Willie Nelson. Yeah, that's that guy Willie Nelson. He's sort of trashy too. So Hurd, I see he's probably this might be a fight for the ages because you know Ishe Smith is out there losing, but he's going. He ain't getting knocked out. So he's going to fight. He's going to give it 100%, 110%, you know. And this is uh, yeah, it isn't for a belt or anything, but it should be a good fight on on Friday night. You checking that out or not? Yeah, definitely. I mean, Isha Smith, he's always uh, fan-friendly for his own good or bad whether it be, you know, looking good for the fans to get oozing on or looking bad for hooking with a hooker. So, Ishe Smith, um, he, he can definitely catch my attention. And, um, you know, we ain't going to have no basketball unless um, – no, even if even if, even if if the game gets extended today, we ain't going to have no basketball since uh, your Rockets and uh, Warriors will be playing on Monday. And um, even right. if this game ends Sunday, today, Cavaliers will be playing on Monday too, or Tuesday. I think they'll be playing on Tuesday if Boston closes out today, but they are down by two, 105 to 103 with two minutes left. Um, so, yeah, Saturday's going to be jam-packed. Um, Ishe Smith definitely gets some uh, – he definitely he gets uh, some time possibly for this fight. Oh, gosh, Mount TV. No, we, we be um, you probably going to have to put the rabbit ears on, folks, for Mount TV. <laughs> hey, because that's what I had hey, to do so last time. That, I but, Showtime, but I think Showtime has yeah. a fight uh, on Friday night, and this is uh, some guy. I'm just looking oh, at the wait, name, on, Devin Will. Haney. Yeah. Oh, Haney's going to be fighting? That's right, that's right. Um, because there's another fight that's on 512 that uh, I knew you probably weren't going to mention. That's why I kind of saved this one up because, as we all know, I am an equal opportunist, have no sort of men are better than women belief whatsoever. And my girl from Woodland Hills, California, ranked number 14 in the lightweight division, 4-0 Michaela Meyer will be in the ring with New Zealand's toughest baby Nansen. And I'm looking forward to that one because um, I don't know what it is about Michaela Meyer, 
but I become a fan of hers. I'm not. I I, I can't pinpoint anything that besides um, really good skill uh, to why I'm a fan of this woman. But um, really a big fan of women's boxing is coming into its own, uh, much like a lot of other women's sports besides basketball. And um, yeah, Michaela Meyer, she's gonna be in the scrap coming up this Saturday as well. And uh, she had her media day in New York today, looking pretty solid. She's still um, pretty big for her division, being a 5'9 woman, really long and rangy. And uh, I'm looking forward to seeing that one. I'm not um, 1,000% sure it's going to be on the main card, but with uh, uh, a little pass that I'm going to have to get on that, I will definitely be checking out that fight and see how she looks because she's a very friendly one via social media that she hasn't blown up so much. So remember that uh, Michaela Meyer chick, Willa, I think I tagged you on a photo of it when she was with Ronda Rousey last week or two weeks ago in the wild card gym. And uh, what I say, they look like men. Wow. Is that what I said? I can't remember for some reason. That's what I remember doing, but Hey, David Haney's fighting. That's what we should be talking about. No disrespect to Michaela. What's in the game? Michaela Meyer. Michaela uh, Meyer. Mahela, what when is her what is her Michaela fight on TV? Michaela Meyer. Is it on TV? Willa, you gonna Willa, you gonna get women hating our show. You gonna get women hating no. our show and we just don't know I mean, about her. I got Willa. I got Carmen Vargas from Houston, Texas, another beautiful woman who listens to this show. Shout out Carmen Vargas. Team Vargas when it comes to women's boxing in Houston, Texas. And I mean I'm the one that says we need to get more women's boxing, dog. When you say hey, that, hey. I've always been about women's boxing. Oh, come on, man. Hey, well, hey, <laughs> I just say you girl. Hey, just cause. Hey, just because I don't like what you like, man. Don't mean I'll be hating on women's boxing, man. Oh, I'm asking is it on TV. <laughs> I'm asking this is on TV, so the people can know because David Haney, that is a big deal. I was tripping, Devin. My fault. The dream, because that is a big deal. Oh yeah, deal. because he's trying to get you know. that work with Javante Davis, possibly. Yeah, but he's only nineteen years old. He doesn't want that yet. See these guys, him. What's my man's name? Uh, Shakur. Uh, what's your boy's name? Cool um, Stevenson. Nah, yeah, and uh, Ryan 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 Ryan, 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 Ryan Garcia. Ryan Garcia. You know, he's a California guy. Did he totally? You stop saying so, that, man. I don't like you that know, guy, Willis. I don't. Hey, it's all good. So there's a lot of up and coming, up and coming guys out here, man. So and, and this is one of them. And so the, I see, hey. uh, you know, they're putting the push early. Got this guy here at 19 on you know, a little baby showcase on Friday night on Showtime. So I'll make sure to check that out. I'll do the same. Well, can I ask you a question real quick? I know this is the way you might no. show on Wednesdays, and you do a really good job at it, man. Uh, I, I, I like it. Um, but one thing I want to ask you, Ryan Garcia, we talked shortly about him on Sunday. He probably got like two Your minutes boy. of cloud at the most. Not my boy, but he probably got about two minutes of cloud at the most. He's been talking about calling out tanks for a while now, talking about um, – what he call? He called Vasil Lomachenko a little guy that he roughed up for a few rounds. <laughs> he <probably did>. hey. <laughs> He's talking a lot of shit right now, man. Uh, and, that's why I like him, though. And, and and he said he called Vasil a little guy that he roughed up, and then he's talking about Tank Davis saying, "I, I just want to beat his. I just want to beat him up. I don't know why. Like he he acts like 
And then he talks about his cockiness being – to me, he reminds me of the Latino Adrian Broner, but that's here nor there. But he's saying that, that um, you know, I roughed up Lomachenko and I want to fight Tank Davis. I don't know why. I just want to beat him up like it's easy work. And after the fights that just happened this last Saturday, uh, Oscar De La Hoya was interviewed. Uh, I, I don't want to say what it is right now because I'm not off the top of my head sure which one it was, and I don't want to redirect somebody who don't deserve credit. But they said, hey, Oscar, what's up with Ryan Garcia and, and, and Tank? And Oscar goes, no, no, he's not ready. No, Tank's a beast. <laughs> so what's up with Ryan Garcia talking all this shit about Tank when his own promoter, who's a gay boy just like Oscar, and then it, it's, it, to me it just seems like clout chasing. It's not like they, they're not about no action. They're just talking that shit. And Ryan Garcia seems like that because if you all are are familiar with the uh the 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 uh what song is it on Rush Hour? It's a uh it's some fucking I mean you go on this guy's Instagram and you see him doing some gay ass dances that remind you why he is a De La Hoya fighter. And Ryan Garcia man, talking hey, all this shit. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, we're not gonna let you do this to this young man, dog. Nineteen years old. Does he want to see Tank Davis? Hell no. He don't want that right now. I do. I want to. I know you want to see it because you're a hater. But I don't want to see this young man. But does he? Does he probably think he can whoop that old dude out there? Yeah, I see it in his eyes. He's out there. He believes what he's talking, dog. You say he reminds me like a a a, a, a Mexican AC not AC Slater Zach Morris man. He reminds me of a, a Mexican boxing Zach Morris out there. You know. The ladies love him. Uh, he's out here trying to fill De La Hoya's shoes. And he's 19 years old, man. He's not a heavyweight. These guys are little guys. And, you know, so he don't want to see no Tank Davis. Tank Davis, who we'll talk about very shortly, you know, is like he said, is a beast. But Lomachenko is just a little guy that he already roughed up. And that's the truth. And I can see him saying it with, like, this smug look on his face. You're know, like, what, what the does. hell are you talking about? <laughs> you know, like, hey, have you watched? Do you watch The Punisher? Have you watched The Punisher on Netflix or whatever it was on? I have. Oh man, I got so no. much stuff to catch up on that, bro. I have not. I have not. Well, the guy that's his best friend—that's what he reminds me of. This guy, he's just a very cocky guy. You would think that he had a million, uh, a billion dollars in the bank. He thinks he can fuck everybody up. He thinks he can fuck all the hoes, and I appreciate that. In this young man, so I want to see him do good. But if he fights Tank Davis, it wouldn't kill his career, but it might. Uh, I've seen him get roughed up on the internet a co- uh, couple of times during sparring, bleeding out. But he's fighting. I think he's yeah, fighting men. Yeah, the Mayweather, you know. Yeah, but at least he's fighting men. So if he's fighting, you know, twenty-two, twenty-three-year-old men. You know, that's why. That's why white guys can play college basketball. Because when you're 22 or 21 or 22 or 23, if you, you if you uh you know skip a year, redshirt, you're stronger than a 19 or 18 year old just off the top if you're an athlete, just off the top. But once they you know so that's why they can hang around. But once everybody's like 21, 22, they can't do it. That's why they're not in the league. You know what I'm saying? So. It, it, 
and I don't even know why you talk about that, but uh, you know, I'm over here firing up. But Davis, well, is, is a murderer. But and and this guy, uh, Ryan, Ryan, uh, yeah, that's what we're talking about. My man Garcia, the Flash. And he's 19 years old. He'll get killed, mm. but in in a, in a couple of years. He will be the shit. So he's out there fighting these 22-year-old guys. He's going to get beat up a little bit. But when he's 22, they, they're not going to be able to fuck with him. So they need to, he needs to slow the brakes. He needs to keep on talking. Who cares what he says? He can say all this shit. He's not going to fight him. We know he ain't going to fight him, so who really cares? He ain't going to fight him no time soon. But I think he will eventually. He might, he might fight Lomachenko before that. Just like he said, he's just a, just a little guy that he already roughed up. Easy work. Yeah. Toledo yeah, show probably, probably. Um, who knows? Only he knows and uh, whoever was in there also. Um, uh, I don't know if you wanted to touch but on, you, you, you brought up. Yeah, 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 uh, but real up, quick. Yeah, but ahead. real quick, we was talking about Tank Davis. Let's go ahead and bring this up. I don't know if you saw, you know, there was a post out there saying that the the there's a hater, uh, uh or the guy that I'm signed doesn't want to see me win or some quote like that. Then you see yeah. him hanging around with Broner a lot. Um, and then there's a picture of Broner doing They're not really kissing, but he's doing the kiss face. And they're right there, you know, getting a little weird. But they both, they both, they both looked very good their last fight. Very good, comparative to themselves. So whatever they're doing, they need to keep on doing it. No homo. Have you seen that? You see what I'm talking about, Arsene? Yeah. Yeah, 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 no doubt, man. 25-8 looked like it worked out really good for Tank and Broner. And um, I think uh, more of a – not to brush off what you were saying about the – because I've seen the little – quick video of somebody talking about AB about booty holes when he was doing a little kiss to to tank, whatever, whatever. I ain't look into it like that because it's whatever, you know, going to be on that liquor and, and whatever, whatever. But one thing I did notice that I looked into um, early in the past few few days was the uh, tweets that Tank Davis been putting out because Leonard Ellaby was questioned during the whole uh, Broner calling him a B-A-N and all that. And one thing that kind of stood out with the uh, interviewer who it was was saying that, are you at all worried about Javante Davis somewhat being influenced by Adrian Broner? Because we know what kind of, what kind of um, off and on relationship that Broner has had with Floyd Mayweather. And, you know, A-B has definitely got to be, he's in his ear. That's for sure. He's in his ear and uh, probably letting him know about certain things that happened in boxing and all that. But um, Leonard Elby didn't seem to be too much worried about it at the time. But Tank Davis has been putting out some questionable tweets involving who he signed with, Mayweather Promotions, and talking about he's just under somebody who don't want to see him win. And if you look up the track record of Floyd Mayweather – he wants to see people do well. He really does. People that's under him, he wants to see them do well, but he don't want to see them do better than him. And um, people people are kind of putting it in the context of 
oh, he's under somebody who don't want to see him win. Does that mean that he's under somebody that want to see him fight Lomachenko knowing he'll lose that fight? I don't know. Maybe so or maybe no. Or is it Floyd Mayweather being Floyd Mayweather and having some of these cut-off relationships that he's had before in the past? Um, when you look at a guy like Adrian Broner for one, 50 cent for two, how things kind of blew up in that relationship. But um, I think it's kind of uh, something to be worth mentioning that, you know, with some of the things that's going on like that. So uh, I don't know, man. Uh, Tank Davis definitely being influenced by Adrian Broner, a guy who came up with him since he was a baby. And you see him, Broner, Bunny, Robert Easton Jr., these guys doing a lot of a lot of chilling together, and who knows what kind of, I'd love to be a fly on the wall listening to some of these conversations that go on between the three and uh, involving one like Tank Davis because he does look like a really good talent, and especially the way he looked in his last fight, I kind of give him a little bit more of a chance going against a guy like Lomachenko, mentioning the fact earlier that he doesn't have the greatest defense, and Tank Davis is throwing some bombs and uh, really utilizing the uppercut, which seems to be a forgotten punch in, in, in fighting. A lot of dudes want to throw straights and hooks. But once you can land a flush uppercut, you know, Tank Davis definitely utilizes that. I remember uh, um, you look up highlights with Tank Davis, you can see him throwing multiple uppercuts at a certain in, in one instant. So um, it's definitely got to be something to, to worry about if, if I'm involved with Mayweather promotions. You got people in his ear talking about signing a match room uh, and, and getting some of the U.K. fan base who would love his fighting style and, and all that. But um, I don't know. What, what do you think it is? What, do you think that it's, it's uh, Floyd not wanting to see him have so much so success? Or is it Tank Davis being worried about the fact that his guy, Floyd Mayweather, Throwing him to the wolves, as we mentioned a few weeks ago, by getting him in the ring with Lomachenko so soon. I'm not so sure which one it is, because I could see the fact that if 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 he feels like he's with a promoter who wants to see him lose, throwing him in the ring with Lomachenko, who he probably thinks he's not ready for. But at the same time, I could see the track record of Floyd Mayweather who gets in his feelings and who really isn't the greatest promoter at all. Because when Tank Davis is in these fights and there's press conferences in the U.K. like he had about a year or two ago, Floyd makes it a little bit more about himself rather than making it about um, his fighters. And I think that's the issue he's going to have a problem with because, you know what I mean, Um, it it just seems that way. Floyd uh, is just finding a hard way to come into that transition from fighter to promoter, you know, which was he was really a, a promoter slash fighter. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think Floyd is an ego-driven maniac, and he, you know, he can only take somebody so far due to the relationship that he has with the men in his life, and that goes back to his father, his uncle, all that kind of stuff. You know, yeah. he can get these guys to a certain level, but I don't think he'll ever be able to take anybody to that next level ju- just due to him, man. But uh, hey, man, fuck all that, fuck all that. We're gonna have to end the show. <laughs> I want to uh, thank my man, R.C., as always. Uh, we're going to catch y'all next time, Sunday, uh, what, 12 Pacific, for the Outsiders Boxing Podcast, you know, main show. 
So we'll catch y'all next week, man. Want to thank RC again. Peace. We out.